When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This is the Court Today replay on C103.
Dowd will join me. Good afternoon, Peter. Let's get straight into questions. I sent you on a WhatsApp and I don't know if you saw it or not from a listener with a picture. Did you see that? I, I didn't, I'm it. afraid. No, I was just about to check on Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we can leave it for now and get into it. We, we can come back to it uh, next week if we don't get it t- uh, today. OK, hi, Peter. If I plant a climbing hydrangea on a gable of a house, would it encourage birds to nest in it? Would it also be good for bees to get nectar from the flowers, says Mike in Bantry? Well, no, unfortunately, it's not a great one for the bees, to the best of my knowledge. You know, somebody else can, could, could come in and, and, and say that theirs is, but... I haven't really noticed much bee activity around climbing hydrangeas ever, to be honest. And, and it's really the best way to see if something is good for pollinators is just by observing. So I would say, unfortunately, no, in terms of a climbing plant that's good for bees, not necessarily. But yeah, I mean, a mature one, certainly birds will nest in it, uh, but it'll take a while because birds will only build a nest when it's quite high, obviously. They, they, you know, their, their, their sixth sense kicks in and they don't build nests too low where they might be vulnerable to predators. So they'll, they'll only build nests at a, at a certain height. Uh, but yes, in answer to the question, when it is mature enough, certainly they will make nests in, in there. And the, 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 the great benefit of climbing hydrangeas is that they're self-clinging. So in other words, you don't need any trellis or wire trish. But also they'll grow in, uh, I don't know the gable end of this house now that they're describing if it's shaded or sunny, but they'll grow even in a very, very shaded or dark wall. It's a very good choice for the situation. Okay, hi uh, Peter. What is the best time of year to take cuttings of a verburnum pilcatum? Is this Jack Antibus? Yeah, yeah, pilcatum marisei probably. Um, it, it, you know, it's funny because I was only out in my own garden yesterday. I, I didn't have uh, much. Of, people, people think that I, I, I can, um, I can live in my own garden, but unfortunately, I don't get <laughs> to spend half enough time in it. But uh, I was out in my own garden yesterday, and I said, "God, I must take some cuttings off a few different plants there." Uh, so now is the time of the year for for viburnums, uh, placatum, which is also often referred to as the the wedding cake tree. Oh, many yeah. Pla- yeah. many plants are referred to as the wedding cake tree. The, the classic wedding cake tree is a, a different one; it's cornus. But the viburnum is a white flowering one, which grows with this tiered effect, and it's also sometimes referred to as the wedding wedding cake shrub. Um, Really beautiful plant, but now is the time to take cuttings. Any, you've plenty of time, so it's any time May to July, really, May to August even. Take a cutting of this year's growth, ideally, uh, and uh, you cut at a node, which is quite simply where the stem, where the leaf meets the stem. That's the node, and that's where all the magic happens, because that's where all the hormones congregate. So if, you, if the, the base of the cutting is a node, into a small bit of rooting powder, into some compost, damp compost, Keep it damp, but not overly watered, because obviously it doesn't have any yet, so you don't want to rot it, uh, but it can't be bone dry either. Uh, And uh, I would say, if this year's growth isn't thick enough yet, in other words, if it's too fragile, leave it another few weeks, maybe leave it into June. But if it is, depending on where you're calling from, uh, you, you, you could take that cutting. It should root relatively quickly. I would say, give it a few weeks and it should be producing a few roots. Okay, Sheila says, hi, Patricia and Peter. I recently set a dwarf, is it Mahonia? Yeah. In a shaded corner. Any advice, please, around watering, drainage, fertilizer, etc.? I planted a pyracantha and it failed in that same area last year. So, trying to have more success this year. Thank you, you in advance, Sheila. Well, Sheila, sh- shaded parts of the garden are, particularly dry shade, are, are maybe the most difficult parts to get right or to get plants that will survive in. Um, if the py- I'm not surprised the pyracantha didn't do because the pyracantha would be a bad choice for there. It will want full sun. So that's 
that so don't lose heart over that. It was just a, just the wrong choice. Uh, depending on the level of shade, that's why I'm hesitating. Like if it's if it's under very heavy shade, like from conifers and things like that, where it's never getting light. Realistically, nothing is going to grow there. A good kind of test is if weeds will grow there, then something will grow. If you know what I mean. Where, but if there isn't even weeds growing there, that means nothing is really going to establish there. So depending on the level of shade, but if it's only what we refer to as semi-shade, Trish, where it's getting a certain amount of light, even if not direct, well then you should be okay. The ground cover Mahonius, it wouldn't be the best choice for shaded ground either. But you, again, it depends on the level of shade. Uh, tips anyway in terms of how to get it to establish plenty of water. If it's only in there recently, you've got to treat it as if it's still in a pot. So the root system will still be in a tight root ball. It won't have made contact with the fresh soil yet. So you'll have to encourage that to happen and you'll have to keep it watering, watering it yourself to keep it alive uh, and to let the roots go go out in search of the fresh soil. I wouldn't be too worried about fertilising it. You could give it a, a liquid seaweed. Um, uh, something like the Nature Safe uh, Atlantic seaweed would be a good one to feed it with. Um, but water really would be the most important thing for this summer, for the rest of this year. Uh, other things, if the Mahonia doesn't grow, uh, other things that might be better choice for shade would be things like the variegated euonymus. Uh, you have several different varieties of euonymus, which are lovely foliage plants grown for their foliage, uh, or maybe even herbaceous geraniums. So maybe have a look for some of them. But whatever you plant and whatever you decide to go for, you will need plenty of water for the first year. Question for Peter, please. This is by email from Stephanie. We put organic lawn feed on the grass last week and Stephanie describes it as an act of charity and it got some rain. Just wondering, when will it be okay to cut the grass again? As we didn't get a lot of rain since putting down the organic lawn feed and I can still see some of the granules on the surface. I usually cut my lawn once a week. Thanking you. Well, I suppose the answer to the question is you can still cut it. You can cut it this week if you want, but you're you're only going to remove an awful lot of the, the you know a lot of that lawn feed that you put down will just come up. It'll just be stuck up with the lawnmower. So you can do it now, but I wouldn't to get value out of what you did last week. I'd leave it probably for two or three weeks. Um, ideally, you'd like it to kind of wash in, and if I suppose if it had gone down a week or two earlier. It will be well washed in by now, but we're, we're I think we're hopefully coming to a period of dry weather, so it might take a while for that to wash in. Uh, so I certainly, do you know what? You've kind of got to go with your gut on it. If you if you can still see some granules, I would leave it for another few days. I mean, at this stage, I would certainly be leaving it for another week, if not two. But in a week's time, if you can still see some of the granules, give it that extra few days. Sean says, when can I cut back a prunus nigra and a flagpole cherry tree? But Prunus, they're both the same genus, which is good. So they're both Prunus. Prunus nigra is that kind of black-leafed plum or black-leafed cherry. Uh, and obviously the other one is a cherry blossom, but it grows like a flagpole. It's a lovely, striking plant. The time to cut the Prunus, I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure, without double-checking, that it is in July. With, with most of those fruit and ornamental trees, you would cut them back in October, November. But there are some genus which are which are prone to a thing called silver leaf, and I'm ninety nine percent sure prunus is one of them. Uh, so therefore, you wouldn't prune it till kind of July, till midsummer, high summer. Uh, so I would leave it off till July and prune it back then. Both of them back then. Carmel says, uh, "Hi, Peter. How do you kill the lily red beetle? It's destroying my Jerusalem lily." They are a curse of a pest. They really are a curse. And if you're like me, if you like your lilies, you know, those actual lilies that you get in the flower arrangement, those real lilies, uh, they can become the scourge of your life overnight, Trish. Um, 
So the best thing to use, bar none, I'm glad to say, is uh, I'm not sure if it's certified organic, but it certainly it probably is, but it's certainly an environmentally sound product, and it's one called Grazers. The Grazers do a range of different products, but they're all based on a formulation of calcium, which makes plants completely unpalatable to uh, to the certain pests, depending on what you're trying to control. But they do one for the lily beetle, and it really, really works. And you're speaking to somebody who's a bit OCD about lilies, uh, and you can water I I've, I do get the, the lily beetles and when I put on the grazers onto my, my lilies or in this case to use the market joke you can actually see them jumping off they, oh. they just come off it so yeah and so you're leaving them you're, you're, you're not interfering with the natural balance in other words you're not introducing a chemical and killing them so you're leaving them there where they're available to predators like birds and things like that so you're, you're really working with the natural cycle but, but you're, you're protecting your you're plants you're protecting your, your lilies Mary and Bandino sent on some pictures which I can send on to you afterwards uh, but you may, might be just able to answer the questions what can be done for a rhododendron whose leaves are a dull green brownish colour and also is there anything that can be done for a laurel hedging they have holes in the leaves and she's attached the pictures and there are a lot of holes in the leaves the 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 rhododendron I probably want to see a big if you send on the picture I'll have a look at it for next week certainly just to be sure I don't want to get the wrong advice because several things could be causing that so I'll have a look at that in terms of the holes in the laurel it's a thing called shot hole disease um your best bet is is kind of a threefold uh, approach. Give it a light prune. Now it's illegal to prune your hedges at this time of the year until we get to September under the Wildlife Act because of you know wildlife nesting. So don't cut it back now. Um, but cut it back come September to remove as much of the infected growth, so as many leaves as possible with the holes. And I know that's not practical. You're not going to get all of them. But do give it a, a light enough pruning. Uh, drench the soil around the hedge, the whole base of it. Do this now. But drench it with copper sulfate mixed with water. It's the same as what we use for potato blight and things like that. It's a good broad spectrum fungicide fish. So drench the, the, the root zone with the copper sulfate and water. Only do that once, maximum once a year. Uh, and then feed that hedge. So feed the hedge to, to make it. It's a bit like ourselves, as I often say, Trish. First of all, you need to remove as much of the infection as possible, which you would do in this case with pruning. Then you need to treat the infection, which you can stop results, And then you need to give the plant a tonic to make it more resistant. So again, one of the, those liquid feeds, and the, the liquid seaweed feeds, and there's loads of them out there now. Uh, the Nature Safe is the Irish one that's made in Galway. Um, drench it with a good a good liquid seaweed feed or even just a, a good seaweed feed like granular or dried seaweed and that will drive the hedge on and, and, and make it healthy and hopefully more resistant to, to the infection. Hi Peter, can you tell me what is the best thing to do for an olive tree? It's in a big pot but there isn't much foliage on it. Move it back to the Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong country. <laughs> well, do you know what? I, I know I sound very facetious by saying that, but it, it, it kind of is. There are plants that are more suited to much warmer climates, um, which we, you know, warmer than what we have here. And it's in a large pot, which is good, which means it's not going to be water. Excess water can drain away. Um, I would prune it, but prune it lightly. So in other words, don't prune it. All the foliage is on the outside, isn't that what they said? Yeah. Yeah, because you prune it all, all the foliage off to try and thicken it up, it's, you're, you do risk losing it because it's evergreen, so it needs some uh, greenery for it to continue to photosynthesize. So it's a gradual approach. You put it from the outside in, but do it gradually, making sure that you're leaving some leaves behind you every time you prune. Uh, a good feed for, for olive trees is actually sulfate of ammonia, which is pretty much pure nitrogen. So give it a shot of sulfate of ammonia. If you are growing olives in Ireland, I would, that's a matter of kind of, regular maintenance, I would give it a shot of sulfate of ammonia uh, mixed with water 
every March, April, but do it now by all means. Not not the foliage, not the stem, but the, the soil in the pot. And I'd say if you do that and a light prune, you should see it start greening up from, from within, if you like, relatively quickly this time of okay, year. Okay, and a final one. Question for Peter. A monkey tree, 20 years old. It's now gone black at the base on one side and it's oozing sap into the ground. Will it die? There is new growth on the top. I, I, I'm guessing, hopefully correctly, that the monkey puzzle, which is the oricaria, uh, and if I'm right, then that's not good news, unfortunately. But again, if they could get a photograph and send it into us or send it into my own Facebook page, Irish Garden, we'll try and have a look at it. Um, but yeah, that could be bad news, I'm afraid. But I don't want to, to panic. Let, let's have a look at it first. Okay, all right. And are you busy? What are you up to anything this week? <laughs> Into RT again later today. So right. on today with Dahi, we're busy out. And just for for people who may well be interested, on Sunday, it's this Sunday. I'm trying to double check. Yeah, it is this Sunday, the eighth of May, in in um, in Fota, the rare and special plant fair. So if you have been looking for that elusive plant treasure that you can't find, uh, you know, fairs like this are where you, where you, where you find them. So get yourself down there. But again, the early bird gets the worm. Get there early, I would say. Because once they're gone, they're gone. All right, listen, Peter, thank you for that. Have a lovely week and we'll chat next Wednesday. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for joining us. That is Peter Dowdle of theirishgardener.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.